Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is up, everybody? How you guys doing tonight? It's a wonderful evening. Uh, it's the very first episode. Welcome to Ross DeBoss, the show, I guess we're going to call it. You know, it's kind of hard coming up with the name of a show because you're, how do you be catchy? But also, I don't want to change the name three years from now. So I was just like, let's just call it the Ross DeBoss show so I don't have to think so much. And I think that's a pretty fair, uh, pretty, fa- pretty fair ruling. So we got a lot of fun stuff to go over tonight, man. We're going to have some fun. Uh, but before we get into everything, I just want to show you guys this video. I'm, I guess it was a sex ed uh, video from, it seems like the 80s, maybe the 70s. I don't really know what it is, whether it's 80s or 70s. It's a win either way. It's the funniest thing you've seen today. So let's just watch it. When you go to bed with that person, you're not just going to bed with that person. You're going to bed with every other person that person has ever gone to bed with before in their life. So just picture it's as if you're all crawling into one bed together. What if I want to have sex before I get married? Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Yo, sex ed was off the hook, man. Like back in the day, I you get one of them prayer warriors that came from church, man. And they're like, this is how you put it on the banana after you've said your vows. Uh, but let's be honest, comparatively uh, to, you know, to what they're being taught today. I don't even know that I'm that mad about what that was. You know what I mean? That doesn't even make a lot of sense to be fussy. Uh, so anyway, but. Compared to some of the stupidity that we see today, I kind of feel like it's, you know, I'm wrong for getting too, too, for getting too frustrated because of it. So I just want you guys to see, I just want you guys to see where we're at in society now today. Welcome everybody. It's the first ever episode of the Ross, the boss show. So welcome. If you're here, I'm stoked that you're here. Uh, But I got to show you something right off the bat. That's going to help all of us realize how dumb we are. Uh, and hopefully encourage you a little bit that at least you're not permanently dumb. Oh, yes. If you miss hugging your grandma during the coronavirus pandemic, you're not alone. This is what love is all about. And this is precious. Great-grandma Rose is used to hugging her granddaughter Carly and her great-grandchildren all the time. I see them every day normally. So this was kind of a, a challenge not to be able to see him, not to be able to hug him. So Carly came up with an ingenious invention that looks like something straight out of the boy in the plastic bubble. I was getting sort of to the point of, oh my gosh, I just can't handle this. I just need to hug her. The kids need to hug her. Sheets of plastic protect 85-year-old Rose and let everyone have a hug without potentially spreading the virus. And the Illinois family just can't get enough of their great-grandma's love. I love you. Well, (laughs) what they didn't tell you, what they didn't tell you was that Rose left there. 
She went to the grocery store. She was checking out in the grocery line. And there's this awesome thing that sits on top of the buttons that you're supposed to push in for your, for your pen. And it says, do not sanitize this. And so she went and unfortunately she got sick from everybody else's kids because uh, <laughs> one of the other 78 problems that existed other than the fact that she wanted to hug her kids this way still existed. So, oh yeah, by the way, she was probably using the same mask that she's had in her back pocket for a month. So there's some giggles for you, but I don't want you guys to think that we're all alone in this. Okay. We're not all alone because even though like there's some before, before COVID uh, or some post COVID stupidity, you know, there was a little bit of pre COVID stupidity, you know, as far as how just free and gross everybody was, you know, and I don't mean like the really bad stuff, like, you know, well, let's just look. This is an example of healthy stuff, okay? Look at that. Just some kids playing. Wonderful, happy, little go-lucky kids. Just playing. The way it's supposed to be. But with much, with much power comes much responsibility. So there's also this. I want you guys to notice the handiwork here. Just crafted. Just skilled at digging in there. Concerned, she's poking her nose. If you can't see this, you can see it if you're on. Uh, but yeah, just it's a really dedicated craft. Look at the efficiency here that we've got. Unconcerned, entirely unconcerned. Just what's the most efficient way I can get this thing that's a problem? And I love that there's food. If you can't see, there's food right here, everybody. There's food right behind her. So I'm not saying that it's only good. I'm not saying that it's only good as far as the stuff that's come from uh, the, the, the COVID situation. What I am saying is that it makes sense that, uh, that, it, that it was better than it is now, which, of course, I feel like there's lots of things that are better back then than they were now. I mean, I used to like it when you would have, you know, the big old V8s, you know, you didn't, nobody, I feel like everybody, I want to tell you guys some stats here. 1923. Okay. The mile per gallon for cars was 14. That was the national average mile per gallon. So the interesting part is in 1973, literally 50 years later, the mile per gallon was 11.9. So for 50 years, they cared so little about gas that they were like, I don't know, let's just make it worse, right? So anyway, gas mileage got worse. And then from two, uh, from 1973 to 1991, it went up to 16.9. So we got five mile per gallon better at some point. But what's interesting when you look into it is they've made these hydrogen cars that they don't tell everybody about for whatever reason. Look, I'm not a genius. I just know that stuff exists and they don't tell all of us. And I'm not mad about that. All right. You're allowed to, you're allowed to not tell everybody everything I reckon, but like, how fair is that? How fair is it that this exists? And top our news here at six o'clock, an age old dream becoming a reality. A local inventor has discovered a way, hear this, to use water to run your car. It's a major breakthrough that will no doubt make motorists happy. And as Ralph Robinson explains, the Pentagon is also showing lots of interest in this project. 
Water has always been considered a precious commodity, but Stan Meyer's invention may make it even more valuable. He has developed what's called a water fuel cell. It has taken the place of his old gas tank. The water fuel cell breaks down water molecules into oxygen and hydrogen. The hydrogen is used to run his dune buggy. I don't care if you use rainwater, well water, city water, ocean water. If you don't have any fresh water, go ahead and use snow. If you don't have any snow available to you, they use salt water because there's no adverse effect to the fuel cell. Myers started working on this project four years ago. He's not a scientist. He isn't even a chemist. In fact, he never graduated from college. Myers was determined, he says, to design something to protect this country from oil embargoes. And we have calculated. The interesting part is that, you know, the big push today is that they want everybody to go electric. And... I don't want to go electric. I just don't there. I don't know. There's something about being able to not have to depend on the grid, you know, to do something good for you. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this entire, uh, here, I'll show it to you in case you guys forgot this whole thing. Can y'all see this now? There you go. Do y'all remember when the LA mayor shut that shut off power in Hollywood Y'all remember that? I mean, it was pretty crazy. But all I'm saying is, if you can turn off my power, I don't want a car that runs on the thing that you can turn off. It just seems unwise to give you that kind of control over me. I don't know. I'm, I do know. That's stupid. Why in the world would you do that? The hydrogen car. Did you guys know the Bob Lazar? Apparently, so what happens is you take you take water, and if you can split water and and compound it, some kind of, there's a machine that does it, where it creates H3 instead, you know, H2O, where it compounds one of the, the hydrogen atoms or whatever it is, makes it so that it's H3O, and then it immediately uh, can combust inside of an engine. So you see people doing this, and you wonder why the government hasn't said something good about it, but I don't know. I'm not expecting these people to actually be on our team. Maybe some people are expecting these people to be on our team, and I just, I don't know. I'm kind of not seeing that. I'm not seeing that, that these guys are mostly trying to do what's best for us than just by happenstance, you know? I mean, look, you there's a lot of people that are trusting this guy right now because they're saying that he's not, you know, a big problem uh, for the oil industry. In fact, the one person you're not allowed to say had anything to do with gas prices is Joe Biden. But y'all remember this in the debates? Would he close down the oil industry? Would you close down the oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would transition. It is a big statement. Because I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. I see. Here's the deal. But it's a big statement. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry, I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically, what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you okay. remember that, Pennsylvania, you know, Oklahoma? Vice President I mean, Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have to... And he's doing it, and he says, over time, you know, so that's kind of his phrase that allows for a little bit of, uh, you know, where you're like, well, over time, that kind of does make sense. We want to get away from fossil fuels. The question is, how fast? How fast did you anticipate 
getting us, you know, how fast did you anticipate that process to be? Because from the looks of things, seems like you meant three years or something, dog, because I feel like we're 33% of the way there. Like the, some places are paying close to eight bucks for gas. That's insane. Like I would go somewhere to get a burger, right? Imagine somewhere it's, you know, it's, it's, it's 10 miles away, 12 miles away to go get a burger or something. It takes 15 minutes to get there, whatever. I would go somewhere to get a burger with a friend. Not a big deal. But if it costed me seven more dollars for 10 miles there, 10 miles back, 20 mile per gallon average, I might not want the burger. I might be like, eh, I don't know. A burger that's 10 bucks is worth it. But now the burger, since they had to pay for gas, is 12 bucks. And for me to get there, it's seven more bucks. That's a $19 burger and fries. Hopefully they have free refills. Have y'all realized how cheap they're getting on free refills, dog? I swear, the day that Chick-fil-A decides to start charging for sauce is the day where I'm asking for the Lord to come back. I don't know why. It's just a grave. It's, it's, it's like a grave assault on freedom to me to have to pay for sauce. I'm a fat American. What do you want me to say? I didn't like, I am the stereotype, but so is everybody. Is it bad? Like ask your parents, do they remember stuff not being on the shelves at the, at the grocery stores? The answer most, most usually is no. That's something that only we have to deal with. You know, that's, I mean, other countries deal with that kind of crap all the time, but this is the United States of America. We have the best economy in the world by far, by far. We have the best economy in the world as far as GDP is concerned. Anyway, but let's talk about these electric, let's talk about these electric cars. Now I think Tesla's cool. It kind of sucks that they're so fast though, because you got all these dudes that have been building muscle cars for so long. And they're like, I got to figure out a way to get 300 more horsepower. And they do it everything they can to just get these quarter miles and these eighth mile races to be as fast as possible. And then I feel terrible because Tesla just comes along and goes, we don't need that kind of torque. We'll just have a battery at every wheel and it'll just immediately go with a hundred percent of the torque of the, of the battery. And it's like, it's really unfair, but at the end of the day, I suppose technology's just supposed to win. I don't know. I've seen some of those videos of that of those kids that are on like the news that are like, I have a zero energy electricity plan. And they have like a magnet and some copper and they spin this thing and it just keeps spinning. And they have like uh, the Christmas lights wrapped around their torso and they're like, watch, it'll stay on. And it just stays on during the whole conversation with no battery or anything. And they're like, I'm not saying, all right, look, I'm not trying to say I think the earth's flat, but what I am saying is it does seem like there may or may not be multiple other ways in order to generate electricity or ways of power that don't have to do. Like, how do you get such bad mile per gallon for so long? Like 50 years, you never tried to make a more fuel efficient car. Like I get it was that cheap. Like gas was that cheap, but somebody was making money for bringing it here and they didn't want to, somebody didn't want to somebody investing in stuff getting cheaper. Anyway, let's jump into some other stuff. Okay. So uh, I want to show you guys this thing because I want to show you what the fact checker said because the because of the whole electric cars, right? I'm learning so much about these fact checkers because I'm a, because I'm a social media influencer, whatever that means. Uh, that means I have to pay extra close attention to crap that I would otherwise not want to care about. One of those things is how much the media lies about things, consistently lies about things. Okay. If you don't think that they lie about things, I got something awesome to show you here. Let me just make it big screen. Can you guys see this? I don't know if you can see this or not. Maybe I can zoom into it. Let me make it big screen. There you go. 
All right, there. Operation Northwoods was a f proposed false flag operation against American citizens that originated with the U.S. Department of Defense and the United States government. I'm using Wikipedia because nobody's going to argue with me that this is a conservative source, okay? I'm using Wikipedia for that. I don't think Wikipedia is authoritative. But if you're on the left and you're looking at me trying to go prove that something you're saying is true or whatever, this is Wikipedia that says this, and I'm going to give you a lot more. But... Uh, the, the proposal from the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which means the people that are very high up and, and basically tell the president what's the best military action to take, said that they wanted to stage and actually commit acts of terrorism against the American military and civilian targets, blaming them on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against Cuba. All right. Well. If you're like me, that's a little weird. So what, what are we talking about here? Well, the possibilities detailed in the document included the possible assassination of Cuban immigrants, so murdering people, sinking boats of Cuban refugees on the high seas, hijacking planes to be shot down or given the appearance of being shot down, blowing up a U.S. ship and orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities. Like... Like how much, how, how dark are you guys allowed to be? How dark? And this, so they proposed this to JFK. This literally went across, it's declassified. That's why I brought it up so that nobody can argue with me. So if you think that the government's just out to help you, that's a weird thing to think. So the, just like I don't agree with giving a group of people who have murdered more humans than any other group who murders people, governments, just like I don't agree with giving the guy who's killed seven people the only gun in a room, I'm not going to willingly give the government all of my electrical like power or like the ability. That's why I like combustion engines. I get if I find gas, I can do the thing. It blows up. I can make a little engine. I can do my thing. I don't have to connect to a grid, right? Now, obviously, you don't need a grid in order to be able to do certain things, but there's a reason that they're building 500,000 more uh, charging ports inside of the u.s right now because they're having obviously charging issues but i want to show you guys something real quick because i want you to see some of the detriment that they don't talk about inside of the uh inside of that whole thing do y'all remember here i want you guys to see this do y'all remember when they acted like the virginia the virginia had that winter storm do y'all remember when Virginia had that crazy winter storm just recently and all the cars were like uh, piled up basically there and they're like, nobody can do anything. And they were talking about how if, uh, if all those vehicles were actually electric, then we would have had serious issues happening. And because it takes so long in order for people to be able to recharge those particular vehicles here, I want to show this to you guys so y'all can see it. I want you to see how this works. I want you to see how they do this whole thing. Because once you see it, you start to realize that they're really good at BSing things. Okay, this is PolitiFact. They fact-checked the, uh, the original post that was there, okay? I want you guys to see. This was like the image that came into the original post here. I'll full screen this so everybody can see it better. There's no evidence electric vehicles far worse than gas-powered cars in long traffic jams. So they immediately took this story that first came out 
write a Facebook post on January 4th said all those people would be stuck in freezing temperatures without a heated vehicle and all the cars would be stuck, unable to move because you can't bring a charging station to them. In effect, all these electric cars will become roadblocks to the gasoline powered vehicles. Just something to think about when you hear the politicians pushing electric vehicles over gasoline and diesel. Well, the politicians heard that and they flap their little butterfly wings and they go, hey, media, everybody, fact checkers that we pay, go solve this problem. And then what do you know? They, they, they fact check it. They call it basically false, right? Look, false. Let's read. Let's just keep reading what this guy has to say for a second, though. All right. The post suggests electric vehicles would have been more prone to failure in such conditions than gasoline power cars and trucks. Okay. What? I'll just keep reading. Many variables affect how, how given electric vehicle would fare in such a situation, including what type of battery it has, the heating system it uses, and whether the vehicle was fully charged before the trip. Oh, so like the same way that you would determine how well a gas vehicle would do, depending on how much gas it had in its car. All right, let's keep going here. What are you saying, guy? Uh, but there's no evidence that the electric vehicles generally would be more prone to failure in a traffic jam, just like the one that happened in Virginia. The range of an electric vehicle varies widely by model from 110 miles in the Mini Cooper electric to 373 miles in the Tesla. And cold water can diminish the range or cold, cold weather can diminish the range of an electric vehicle. Oh, okay. Was it cold during this winter storm? Let's keep going. But when idling as in standstill traffic jams, an electric vehicle behaves differently from a gas-powered vehicle. An electric vehicle's motor doesn't run when the car is stationary, so the only draw on the battery is for the heating system and other electrical accessories. So you think it's like, oh, okay, this is starting to make sense. But let's keep reading. Uh, drivers idling in gas-powered vehicles, we need to keep the engine running and gasoline burning to keep the heat on. In December, polit PolitiFact, look into this to understand the energy. Peter, what, da, da, da. hang on, let me find it. All right, here we go. It, even half charged, a 62 kilowatt battery could yield 10 to 15 hours of heating a car that's stationary during a traffic jam, Wells said. A gasoline's heating or air conditioning, on the other hand, wouldn't be able to operate without the engine running and consuming, and consuming fuel to power the compressor and other parts. Okay, they're already changing the conversation. Look, even half charged. They're talking about the battery. Even half charged. And then they say the difference between that is that a gas car has to be on. Well, so do you, right? Like, just keep reading. Trust me, it gets nuts. When idling a gas-powered vehicle, assuming a, a full tank of 15 to 18 gallons could take anywhere from a day or a, a day to up to a week to burn through that gas. A stationary Tesla Model 3, he said, could exhaust its battery in as little as eight hours or as much as a few days, depending on the wattage of the heater. So which would fare better stuck on day-long traffic jam like the one in Virginia? Well, it depends on how comfortable someone needs to be, whether the car has a heat pump or other factors. Bottom line, you ready for it? A gasoline ve vehicle can keep the cabin warm while idling for a longer period on average, but in practice, it will depend on how much energy is left in each ve vehicle at the time it is stranded and how efficient the heating options are, are used. For example, electric seats 
in electric vehicles can be more efficient at keeping an adult body warm than heating the whole cabin in an emergency situation. Are you seeing what they're doing? They're judging this one by one standard and judging the other by a completely different standard. It's hilarious, right? So let's keep going. It is easier to refuel a car that runs out of gas in a traffic jam than to recharge an electric vehicle, which can take hours. But no car is really built to outlast a 24-hour traffic jam. Dozens of vehicles were left abandoned or ran out of gas in the Virginia tram and had to be towed. An electric vehicle that runs out of battery power on the road would typically need to be towed to a location where it could be recharged. All right. Whereas you could just bring gas to somebody else. So all in all, their entire fact check basically said, well, it depends how much how much battery the person has when they start versus how much gas the other person has when they start. Duh. And then they go, well, it does seem like if you just read this, this is not a clear fact check where something can be proven false. Like we said that basically it would be like, this is what I'm saying that the fact checkers do. They do this consistently where they shift the argument so that they take one person sentence. All they're saying is it would be significantly less convenient if everybody had electric vehicles. I, anyway, let's, let's move on. Let's see what else they fact check about. That's just completely awesome. I want to show you guys some of the other great fact checkers that they do. Do y'all remember the convoy y'all remember the convoy right the massive convoy so somebody put it out that it was an amazing somebody basically put it out that it was an a massive line they probably broke a world record and the fact checkers grabbed hold of that sentence and were like we're gonna go after that that's what we're gonna pretend that you guys said was true about this thing so fact check Canada truck convoy, not an official Guinness world book record. Okay. Well, that's not really what anybody cared about. They were wondering about the scope of the thing because they're trying to figure out how many people really cared about this. Right? Well, let's read about how they fact checked it. Okay. It's unclear how what, first you guys need to know, like the first, the, like it was definitely the longest in world history. The longest ever was like four or five miles or something. And it was in Egypt just so everybody's clear, it definitely broke a world record if they would have been counting, certainly. So here's what they did. Convoy considered not, not considered world record attempt. It's false. Why is it false that, they, that, it, that it probably would have broke a world record? It's unclear how many trucks are a part of the convoy. Uh, the uh, ex expected to be at least one to 2,000, da -da 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 -da, whatever. They said it was at least 45 miles long. Um, while this certainly beats the current world record for the longest truck parade, which was recorded in Cairo, Egypt in November, 2020 with 480 vehicles. It took about, like I said, 4.6 miles. The Canadian convoy hasn't been included in the world's records books. Oh, so that's what it is. They didn't include it in in order to break a world record. The party attempting must follow rigorous instructions. Do you guys think that people who were talking about the convoy who originally discussed this were like, guys, I'm telling you, it is literally a Guinness World Book record. Or were they like, it's so long, it's probably a Guinness World Book record. It's crazy. Like, what was the point? Well, so what they're able to do with fact checking is take one of the sentences of your 98 paragraphs and go, actually, you know, you could tell a whole story. 
and be like, the president point blank shot 17 people in the face because they wouldn't get vaccinated. It was the craziest thing you've ever seen. This is hypothetical and a joke. Chill out, censors. But you could definitely say that. And then you could be like, and he was wearing red shoes. And then they'd be like, false, false, false. Everything about this report is totally false. And then you zoom into the bottom and they're like, his shoes were not, they were actually orange shoes. That's what really happened. That's the way this stuff works. So interesting. And by interesting, I mean annoying. Like who wants to sit here and have to sift through all this nonsense to figure out who's telling the truth and who's lying about things? You know, speaking of which, here. Here's a little thing called Operation Mockingbird. When they were asking about Operation Mockingbird, basically like getting the media, the CIA basically worked with the media to control people's thinking about things. So here, I want to let you watch this for a second. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? We do have people who submit pieces to other to American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of uh, getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into. An We'd like to story. talk about those somewhere else. Well, if you don't think that was good enough, where the CIA is having to answer that uh, Senate Oversight Committee or Select Committee back in the 70s, where they're explaining that the CIA is certainly cooperating and working with alongside media organizations. Here's another little nugget. You ready for it? The head of one of the uh, broadcast companies. Uh, at CBS, uh, we uh, had been contacted by the CIA. As a matter of fact, by the time I became the head of the whole news and public affairs operation in 1954, ships had been established, and I, I think it was entirely in order for our correspondents at that time uh, to make use of the uh, CIA agent ch uh, chiefs uh, of station and other members of the executive staff of CIA as sources of information which were useful in their assessments of world conditions. That continues today? Well, I, yeah, I would think probably for a reporter. Uh, yeah, continue it probably today, continues today. I haven't met evil people who become less evil later on because they got more the power. Got to be much more anyway, now, so look, long story short, of, uh, these jokers are nuts, but I want to show you guys a little something here. Do y'all remember when. Which they called a small fringe minority. I don't know if y'all remember that. That was the line. Right. They called them the small fringe minority. Justin Trudeau called it that, that they were just a small fringe minority. But a small fringe minority sure seemed to have some whopping power in some categories to be able to do this. I want you guys to see this thing on here. I'm learning how to make this easier. It's my first time. So you guys just you just hang in there. You just hang in there, everybody. No, I don't want to purchase. Well, shoot. All basically what it says, which was a lot better looking than the outside. The point is, is that they shut down Ottawa. Well, a small fringe minority can't shut down entire city. So apparently it wasn't that small and wasn't that fringe. But do you remember the more important part 
when they took the truckers gas y'all remember this it's negative 20. so in fact yes and they took the truckers they are taking fuel right away from people as they attempt to fuel their vehicles and uh, people are surrounding the police even though the police are actually being extremely calm and uh, cool bro he's gonna say the police are being extremely nice yeah they have to they're literally robbing you it's a bad day to you're not allowed to be in a bad mood and rob people at the same time it causes a hint of rebellion to the system whenever that's happening but i want to let everybody know uh you're not part of the small fringe minority you're a normal thinking human being and so i have for all the truckers who are a little fussier than usual i got a little something for you okay we made a complete ensemble here for you guys so that everybody who's into the canadian convoy that saved everybody look at this thing Come and take it, baby. Small fringe minority. We made this. We're putting it on coffee cups, everybody. So if you head over to rostaboss.com, I'll show you what she looks like. Booyah. It's on a black mug. Everybody can go get it. It's awesome. Took us a while to make it all pretty. We got that one, and then we got a second one that's here. Another one. I like this one. This one's called uh, The Standoff. We have the exact same thing for this. I'll make it real big on the screen so you guys can see it there. Pretty dope, right? I dig that. It's a it's a it's a dude with a cigarette in his mouth and negative something probably degrees with no shirt on against the riot cops. I'm not saying you should be against any cops, but I like the fact that he was standing his ground for what he believed in. So anyway, pretty cool. Go get those at rostaboss.com. The link is in my bio, everybody. Uh, you can check those out. Have fun with those. We're going to breeze through the rest of these things here. I got some more fun stuff to talk about, and we can just relax. We can just relax. Do y'all remember GoFundMe? Y'all remember when this happened? When they froze $10 million? Here, I want you guys to see it. You can't say that I'm lying, okay? GoFundMe freezes $10 million, okay? But I want you guys to see why. Because GoFundMe is cool with peaceful protests, but we now have as evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. Okay, so occupation is the problem. Got it. But do y'all remember when GoFundMe was literally funding the anti-police zone where they stole people's like property and like said that it's ours now? And GoFundMe was totally endorsing it. In a community with no police, this farmer is feeding people and bringing them closer together. Learn how to support Marcus's mission with the CHOP. 
Yeah. Thank you, Jack Pasolik, for showing us all that, that these, the GoFundMe clearly doesn't actually care about whether you're occupying something. They were literally occupying that entire area. And in fact, I'm pretty sure they called it an occupation. Didn't they? The, the funny thing about this is that everybody thinks that these people are just thinking in your best interest. But look at this. This is when Kamala Harris promoted that if you're able to chip in, chip in out of the Minnesota Freedom Fund to help post bail for these protesting on the ground in Minnesota. That sounds noble. Sounds like a good thing. Um, so you were helping to fund that. But here's the problem. Well, the bail fund that backed by Kamala Harris freed Minneapolis man charged with murder. Well, let's be real clear here. Uh, that's not quite what happened. A bail fund promoted by Vice President Kamala Harris helped to lead the release of an alleged Min Minneapolis domestic abuser who has been charged with murder in a road rage slaying. I want you guys to see the dates on this, okay? This is not just like a normal thing, okay? George Howard, 48, was charged with two counts of second-degree murder for allegedly shooting somebody and allegedly, you know, being something else, whatever. Uh, just weeks earlier, Howard, a Minneapolis man barred from having a firearm due to previous convictions, was released on August 11th on $1,500 of bond in a domestic assault case after being jailed in August 5th. He was bailed out by who? The Minnesota freedom fund which was touted by the vice president of the united states so homeboy gets out of jail and murders somebody gets out of jail and murders somebody i'm not saying that kamala harris directly should be implicated in this but what i am saying is gofundme pretends and, and these lefties pretend that like if you're not allowed to endorse certain things but I don't know. I don't trust these people to be doing things that are good for us. Look, look at this. You guys remember the whole story about Joe Biden getting crack pipes to people who are addicted to crack, how Joe Biden had spent 30 mil or whatever on it. Well, look, fact check says that's not true. What do you say? Fact check. That's not true at all. <laughs> Biden initiative funds drug overdose prevention, not crack pipes. Okay. Well, that's most people don't even read further than this, but if you just read an inch further, Let's see what happens. Uh, they want to act like they don't have smoking kits in them, but they do have smoking kits in them. Uh, they Kits will provide pipes for users. No, that's not the right thing. According to the information outlined in the program, part of the funding can be used to purchase supplies such as safe smoking kits. Well, they're not talking about tobacco, everybody, but... I want to I want everybody to just see so that there's no reason to think I'm BSing on this. Look. This is at a church that they pass out the same thing. Hang on, I think I have the Twitter so that way you guys can just actually watch this guy's video. I try to give people credit on here cuz I don't want to just, you know, take it. In Hollywood, um, they have a Catholic church that gives this stuff out. Um, this is what we live in at y'all. And this is what the government is doing. Uh, Joe Biden said he spent $60 million on paraphernalia for drugs. And this is what it looks like. It says being alive. This is a meth pipe. Yep. Right here with the bubble thing. I guess you put the meth in there. Mm -hmm. This is a crack pipe. Oh. Okay. These are all instructions on how to 
overdose treatment and education. These are this is the needle in here. I'm not going to open this up. So oh, okay. This for heroin. It has the alcohol. That's pass a real needle. It's yeah. a needle in there. Oh my god. And um, these things are like a, a black and mild filter that you put on the crack pipe so you don't get no one's saliva, so you don't get sick, and you can do your drugs. And, now, th what he's talking about is actually a being alive kit. That's not the safe smoking kit. Safe smoking kits were coming the next month, according to that same article that we were just reading. Um, let's see here. Both. Well, anyway. First time's the charm. I got to learn how to use this thingy. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys saw this maybe you did maybe you didn't that's my catchphrase today all right just deal with it i just want you to see irs audits the poor at five times the rate of everyone else analysis finds that's not a right-wing source that's a that's a you know cbs they're middle to the left i would say most are to the left but well that's crazy right remember when joe biden hired eighty-seven thousand more of them Enough to fill the Nats Park twice. <laughs> so cool. Okay, awesome. So anyway, I'm just giving you guys these last little nuggets for fun. This is the first episode of its kind. I want you guys to see how, uh, if you haven't seen this already, uh, this is a good time for you guys to watch it. I'm just showing you guys the last little bit of stuff that I put in here for fun, and then I'm going to show you a couple funny videos. I love you, but I wanted to tell you, I have noticed you've been eating a lot of unhealthy foods lately, and obesity is one of the number one killers in the world, and I want you to live a long and happy life, okay? Here's your reminder that fat phobia is rooted in racism. As always, if you haven't read this... That right there! You guys can actually go get that shirt. Uh, no pressure on it, though. But I just I put this video in here. So I, it literally is out of sync with what we're talking about. But I had to do it anyway. Had to do it anyway. Um, OK, TikTokers went to the White House, said a bunch of dumb stuff. Uh, but let me find my favorite thing for today and then we can be done, everybody. It's not going to be that long. The next one's going to be even better. I hope you enjoyed this one. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a like, share, subscribe, do whatever. It's going to get better. Uh, but here's what I want everybody to, to watch one more time. When you go to bed with that person, you're not just going to bed with that person. You're going to bed with every other person that person has ever gone to bed with before in their life. So just picture it's as if you're all crawling into one bed together. What if I want to have sex before I get married? Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. <laughs> still funny. Still great. Let me see if I have one more funny thing in here. Before we go, everybody, I'm pretty sure I had a good one that I wanted to laugh. Oh, okay. So the Olympics are over, but I really felt bad for this guy, but not as bad as this guy probably felt for this guy because he was probably co legitimately concerned for his life uh, for this. I don't know if you guys saw this during the Beijing Olympics. Um, it was bad. He does his best. He does his absolute best, but it doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter. That's enough. That's enough for them to the family, bro. That's enough for them to completely the family. So I'm sure he was nervous after that. I hope they didn't do that to his family. I hope that he's still doing good. 
Um, also, Kim Kardashian apparently, uh, Pete, her boyfriend, branded him, branded her name on himself, and I think Kanye has a right to be pissed. This is getting weird. Anyway, everybody, look, that was my first time doing this. I hope you had a good time. These are my incredibly terrible chicken scratch notes, but there's going to be more of these to come. It's going to be totally normal, totally fun, totally awesome. So have a great day. God bless. Hang in there and uh, keep keeping on. Go to the website, rostheboss.com. Oil and gas prices go up. Flight costs go up too. So we could see fewer people driving. Get ready. Spun out right behind you. Did you see that, Adrian? I know I didn't, but now I did. So we're gonna. Wow. Go okay. On it. Yeah, it looks like Maybe. we have gotten in an accident out here. And probably shocked by the uh, gas prices. <laughs> All right, one more. You guys. Oh shit! We missed that window. It's moving. Oh. Oop. How about a round two? <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I don't have much to say tonight. God bless. We're pretty much done. Hope you guys have a great night and uh, hang in there, everybody. We'll see you next time.